0: Two friends just made a podcast. Two Good Friends Just Made a Podcast. Two friends just made a podcast. It's called Culture Bucket. Two friends just made a podcast. Two Good Friends Just Made a Podcast. Two Friends Just Made a Podcast. Culture Bucket. Georgia.
1: Hi, and welcome back, as always, to Culture Bucket. It. Happy New Year soon, maybe. It could be <laughs> 2021 as you're listening to this, uh, because it will be out on the 31st of December. So if you're really fast, it might still be 2020, but otherwise there's a good shout that it'll be 2021. 2020 is in the rear view mirror. It is now a distant memory. We've forgotten all the events of 2020, but don't worry, George... <laughs> and Alex are here to remind you of the best moments from the year. Uh, I'm George, as always, your erstwhile host, and with me is your other host, Alex. Hi.
0: Hi. Happy New Year.
1: Happy, Happy New Year. <laughs> if, it's... If, if it's New Year. If
0: it's New Year.
1: Uh, yeah. So... Bit different this week, yeah? Yeah. We're, we're doing a best of 2020 week, celebrating the year that was. As mm-hmm. much as 2020 can be celebrated, it was quite the year.
0: Yeah. A lot happened. <laughs> a lot. It was well, eventful. actually, not in my life, <laughs> not much happened. Well, very little
1: happened, <laughs> but within the within the small amount that happened, it felt like a lot was happening. In a, it was a weird year. <laughs> Let's say that.
0: Absolutely. 2020 yeah what has happened on this sphere 2020 what a year let's check out what has happened on this fear.
1: so we've got some lists for you today we've got uh, we've got some some chat around the year that was and what happened Notable uh, pop culture releases from the year and maybe a couple of other little bonus bits and pieces as well. It's going to be quite the ride. Let's start where we've never started before with a timeline of cultural moments through the year. Let's talk through 2020 all the way back to January. Are you ready, Alex?
0: I'm so ready.
1: Cool. So I've picked out for you to pass judgment on or just to say your views on. Some moments from each month of the year that was okay. uh, that some of them early on you might have forgotten about. But let's uh, let's well, talk about them.
0: Well, getting ready for this episode this week, I, forgot, I have forgotten so much. It feels like no time has passed since the last time I saw you, which was in January.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of time has passed. But a lot of time things has passed. Have
0: happened. Uh, things have happened, but nothing has really changed.
1: <laughs> no, lots has changed. It's a lot. Well, let's see. So January. What is, what's your memory of January.
0: My memory of January.
1: What was notable? What was notable in, in January? January? I
0: spent the first of January uh, with you uh, watching yes, films. And one of the films we watched. watched was Booksmart.
1: Booksmart Book Smart was the first film I watched this year. Letterboxd tells me that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We watched so, yeah. it together, which was really fun. We were all very hangover with uh, friends from uh, different continents, which was fun. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, the most notable thing that I could find that happened in the world of pop culture was the Grammys Okay, occurred last January, wherein Billie Eilish absolutely smashed them to pieces. She won five awards, including Best New Artist, Album of the Year, Record of the Year, and Song of the Year. And I think her brother, Phineas, also won a producing award. She dominated them. There was famous photos of her holding Grammys and looking all happy. And she's continued to kind of dominate pop culture since those wins were you happy to see her uh succeed big at the grammys
0: i'm not one that really cares about stuff like that so i don't yeah i guess i was happy for her but it's not something that was imprinted in my head and i completely forgot had forgotten that she won so many grammys yeah
1: that's fair it's a bit of a the Grammys are weird. Like the Oscars, I can kind of, I follow the Oscars and have an idea of what's going on with them. But I, the Grammys just seem
0: no, I, completely I random. Those. Like, like in
1: terms of she won, she won record of the year and song of the year. I don't understand the difference between those two things.
0: Well, record is the album, isn't it?
1: No, because she won album of the year as well. Record is like also a song. It's like a different, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I, sa- I sound like an idiot to somebody right now, somebody who understands music, but I, I don't know what the distinction is. But she won both.
0: Huh. I, I, I have no idea. No, What well, that difference But yeah, good for her. She deserves it. But I don't really care.
1: Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. It's just nice to see when, I don't know, they don't matter until they do matter. I feel like awards, like, and we'll talk about that in February as well, because, oh boy, did they matter in February. <laughs> so let's move on to February. One of the most notable events of February was the Super Bowl halftime show. Can you remember who headlined the Super Bowl halftime show in the year 2020, Alex? No. It was the absolute powerhouses that were J-Lo and Shakira.
0: Did they? Have I Have
1: I? Yeah, they completely
0: did. erased this year from my head? I, <laughs> I had no idea they did the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and normally the people who do the Super Bowl halftime show, the next day all of the, like, Websites and stuff like oh, they were pretty rubbish. People loved J Lo and Shakira at the Super Bowl this year, and for good reason. They were great. That I think that's on YouTube. I would recommend anyone go and search it out and have a watch of it because both of those women are incredible performers.
0: Wow, I usually know who who sings who does the Super the Super Bowl halftime, but this year, no.
1: Yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't understand American football. I'm not sure what it is. Don't don't know anything about it. Don't know what the Super Bowl is. Don't know why they need a halftime show, but I certainly know who does it each year.
0: Yeah. Who was the the year before?
1: Oh, it was like Travis Scott and Maroon 5, maybe, something like that.
0: Oh, goodness, maybe I don't follow them that much then.
1: <laughs> okay. Katie, Katy Perry did it a couple of, a few years ago, and there was a shark that people liked. Anyway. Fantastic. Um The other big event in February was the Oscars, which this year were notable for, for the first time ever, an international film winning Best Picture. A film in a foreign language won Best Picture. That film, Alex, was?
0: Parasite. I know that.
1: Parasite. Yeah, it took home, I think it took home four awards. It won Best Film, Best International Film, or Best Picture, Best International Film, and uh, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay.
0: Do you think it's fair that it won Best Picture and Best International Picture? Should, should they have not left like Best International Picture to somebody else, just to be fair?
1: Well, I mean, it's not the way that the award works in a way. And, you know, it's just never... Like, the awards weren't set up for the same film to win both of those. Like, they didn't really think that that would happen and it probably won't happen again for a long time. So okay. I think for it to happen this year just shows the strength of how good that film is and I think it's acceptable. Um, yeah yeah. If it started happening every year it would be insane, but it's not gonna happen every year. Hmm. So that was February. We had the Oscars, we had the Super Bowl halftime show, the world was looking fine. There was some news coming out of China that was a bit worrying, but but mostly things were okay. Um then March struck, lockdown arrived, the <laughs> <Yeah>. world changed. <laughs> yes. Twenty twenty yes. truly started in March, I think. Um <laughs> yeah. And there was there was the only unthinkable two words. Happened. <laughs> the unthinkable happened. There were only two words on everyone's lips in March, and they weren't lockdown. They weren't coronavirus. They weren't quarantine. <laughs> they were Carol Baskin.
0: Carol Baskin. Yes.
1: Carol Baskin, Joe Exotic, Tiger King. Yeah. Just, they couldn't have prepared a better month in which to launch that documentary Definitely. than the point at which everyone in the world suddenly had to stay at home and watch Netflix. All yeah, anyone did in March was watch Tiger King yeah. and then just being pure shock that people like that exist in the yeah. world. <laughs> you Did you watch all of Tiger King?
0: Yeah, I did. It's shocking oh my word. That, that those are real people. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it really is. Like, really And shocking. then immediately, again, because nobody had anything to do, they announced, like, five different TV shows based on it immediately. <laughs> like, Nicolas Cage is playing Joe Exotic in one of them. I, yeah. I, I imagine by the time all those come out, the general mood will be, we're bored now with Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. Well, well you never who know.
0: They're, they're talking about a third wave, so...
1: Oh, good Lord. Yeah, well, yeah, so that happened. And then um, also in March, not, not fun exciting, well... Not 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 fun, happy news, but uh, notable. That was the month in which Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to twenty three years in prison for, mm-hmm. you know, many many counts of of uh, sexual assault.
0: What a good moment! Awful man. Yeah.
1: And March was also the month that big films started getting delayed. I think it was Quiet Place Two was one of the first big ones that mm. kind of got pushed. Yeah. And then Fast and Furious the next Fast and Furious movie got delayed by a year very quickly, and I remember thinking, why have they pushed it back a year? That's ridiculous. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a completely sensible decision. Yeah. For the least sensible franchise of all time. Um and yeah, so that was when yeah, the world started changing a lot. April. The only event I could find for April mm. was that similar to Tiger King in March, In April, all of a sudden, the only thing people were talking about, the the two words on everybody's (laughs) lips stopped being Carol Baskin and Tiger King and Joe Exotic (laughs) and started being Basketball and Michael Jordan because The Uh... Last Dance hit Netflix. Mm.
0: Did you watch The Last Dance? No, no, you told me to watch it and I still haven't watched it. Well I
1: say I don't like I don't like sports at all. Yeah. And I watched I didn't watch all of The Last Dance because that would be silly because I I don't like sports. But I watched like five <laughs> episodes of it and thought it was really good. Yeah. And that's pretty notable for a sports documentary to even get me involved. Hmm. Um so yeah, everyone in the world seems to be watching The Last Dance in April again because we had nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> um May. We moved into May and the world welcomed a brand new baby whose name I can't tell you because I can't pronounce it, Elon Musk and Grimes uh, presented their child to the world in May, which seems like yesterday.
0: I know. I can't believe you said May. (laughs) It's December.
1: Unless the websites I was researching this on were lying to me, it was apparently May in which that baby was born. Wow.
0: What was his Uh, name? It's called
1: XAE12 or something. I don't know what it's called. It's got a strange name. Clack, clack, clack. Yeah, it's not right, is it, to make fun of a baby? But then we're not
0: making fun of a baby. They... We're making fun of his no, parents. I know.
1: I'm not having to go at you, but I just mean it's just why would th- why would you? It's, uh, I don't know. Anyway,
0: well, maybe one anyway, day. Anyway, that you know when people were like moaning about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow calling her daughter Apple, now nobody really cares. So maybe everybody will give uh, names what? Like so you think
1: in like fifteen twenty years, everyone will be naming their children after jet fighters and? <laughs> Weapons yeah. or something. Maybe, yeah, no, you are yeah. right. Absolutely. Um, that was May. Yeah, that was May. That was a big event in May. June was a bit uh, political. The big mm. events in June. June was the kind of the peak of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Um, George Floyd was murdered in March, and then it kind of reached a fever pitch. Wow. In, March in June. I think June might have been when they renamed the that that plaza in mm-hmm. Washington DC. Uh, they renamed it the Black Lives Matter Plaza, and it also mm-hmm. sort of coincided with in June the release of The Five Bloods on Netflix.
0: Yeah, great. A film. Very
1: obvious. I haven't. I still shamefully haven't seen it, but you loved it, didn't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. My my first film with Chadwick Boseman. I've watched.
1: Well, yeah, and now it's kind of notable for for sadly being one of his final roles. Yeah, because obviously he. We went on to lose to lose him, but that was June.
0: Yeah, you know when film that came out in June. Oh, go on. That was pretty, like you know, an incredible film. Yeah. What? Um, Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire okay. Saga. So,
1: July. <laughs> um, the big I feel event that in that July. That you
0: enjoyed.
1: That everyone was talking about. Yeah. The two words on everybody's lips were hamilton 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 that was july hamilton hit disney plus everyone who wasn't able to be in new york in 2016 was able to suddenly experience uh the broadway play that had had swept the 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 world it was a pretty big deal people loved it i loved it um That was a big event in July, not for me. Yeah, and uh, the other big (laughs) event in July was um, something that is for you out of nowhere, Alex.
0: Your birthday. What? Your birthday. No,
1: my birthday is not in July.
0: No, it's not. It's in August. Oh my goodness. Thank,
1: thank you. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. I get mistaken for a different person at work every day, so I'm used to it. Um, In July, <laughs> of note to you, was yeah. out of nowhere, suddenly, who should announce that they're releasing an album that night at midnight but Taylor Swift? Yes, baby. And to... Make me beyond excited, she announces, not only is she releasing an album at midnight, but most of the songs in the album have been co-written by the guitarist from The National, Aaron Desner, my favourite or second favourite band. Oh, my word, I was excited. And with good reason, it became quite quickly one of the best-reviewed albums of the year. And suddenly, somehow, Aaron Desner, the guitarist from The National, became incredibly famous and presumably exceptionally rich. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, well done to him. Um, yeah. You liked that, right?
0: Yes, very much. Yeah, we talked about it. I love folklore.
1: We did. We talked about it on the, on the podcast, because yeah. our podcast was recording by this point, which was exciting.
0: We already started. Yeah.
1: Then we come to August. August,
0: mm-hmm.
1: sadly, um, over the My Birthday... The big event in August was the, pass- was the passing of Chadwick Boseman, yeah. which rocked... Um, I haven't really prepared a big list of, of, of celebrity deaths to talk about this year, hmm. but um, we can take this moment now to kind of remember all the people that have entertained us and have passed on this year. Uh, the list is, is certainly long. And everyone is equally notable and important, but certainly the lasting impression of the year seems to have been Chadwick Boseman you know, yeah. due to his... The power of his performances and how young he was, and you know everything combined together it was, it's a it's an absolutely gutting loss to the world Definitely. yeah um <laughs> seems almost uh it seems almost what's the word um disrespectful to mention the other notable pop culture event from August, but it needs to be mentioned because it did set the world on fire. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion launched WAP into the world and just destroyed minds everywhere with one of the most intense songs I've ever heard.
0: And the most catchy song ever.
1: It's exceptionally like, catchy. And then it's got like a music... The music video is obs- is not obscene. I don't want to say obscene. But the music video is is, <laughs> is pretty wild. But they changed yeah. the lyrics in the music video to be less obscene. And it's like, yeah. well, look at what's happening in the video. I, yeah. I, I, well, let's not get into a big debate about WAP. Uh, it's, it is a catchy song. It's probably a good song. It definitely upset its fair share of people. Definitely. But,
0: but yeah. yeah. But, uh, that, but, you know, they can get a, 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 mop, a bucket and a mop and <laughs>
1: <it>, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, it, yeah. Pitchfork, our favorite website, named oh. it Song of the Year.
0: Well, I I yeah, I get it. I get it.
1: <laughs> I, I know I'm not saying it's a bad decision. It's yeah. just that's why it's it's worth mentioning now because it's definitely it's certainly certainly not my favorite song of the year, but it no. definitely defined a yeah. part of the year in a way. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we come to September more recent times now. Big event in September, Disney took the risk of putting Uh, mulan on disney plus in a strange Mm -hmm. premiere access fashion where you had to pay 20 pounds or 20 dollars to watch it uh in an experiment that is unclear how successful it was but it seems like it wasn't particularly successful that happened and also schitt's creek won crazy big at the emmys it won like nine emmys or something more than most other comedies, which shocked me. Uh but is it... have you ever watched Shits Creek?
0: No, no. You... But you, you recommended it to me, so I should I should really uh, have a I really watch...
1: like it and I keep recommending it to people and keep they keep going. I watched like two episodes of it and thought it was terrible. I'm like, oh but it's <laughs> good. Please watch more.
0: Hmm. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Um that was September. Then October, there were only three words on everybody's lips in October. <laughs> When Netflix released a show that somehow, unbelievably, I've still not watched it, but somehow became like the biggest thing they'd ever released, like had the most what viewers they'd ever had for anything. And it was The Queen's Gambit. Okay. Have you watched any of that yet, Alex? No. No, because it's about chess. But apparently it's really good.
0: Okay. <laughs> like I, had, like I, I keep seeing it's so popular that it keeps popping up. And I just have Ooh. no interest in watching it. I just don't care. It just looks boring.
1: I'm, I'm very similar. The only thing that makes me want to watch it is that Anya Taylor Joy is the star, and I yeah. adore her. I guess uh, but she's it's you know just, in the Witch just, and stuff. But
0: I just keep I just go away. But it's constantly there. It's just, reminded, it just I'm reminded. I'm reminded at least once a day that. <laughs>
1: but you'd wa- But you'd watch it if Florence Pugh is in it.
0: Absolutely, I watch anything with Lawrence, <laughs> for, for Lawrence. Which
1: is why I will watch the Queen's Gambit at some point because Anya yeah. Taylor Joy is great, but not tonight. Mm. Uh, the other one, the other thing was in possibly in September. This started getting rumored, but it sort of came out of nowhere in October. Amazon, uh, Amazon Premiere, a new Borat movie out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, very. Borat's nice. subsequent
1: movie film arrives. It's very nice and extremely woo wa wee wa. And woo um, wa wee wa. Oh my daughter, um, and and you know the the scene with Rudy Giuliani immediately sends the world into a spiral of some kind. Yeah, but uh, he's correctly still so, because out because it's disturbing.
0: He's still like <laughs> he's still doing some. Weird yeah, he's stuff. still
1: out. I had to I had to turn because he got COVID like last week, which yeah. is not a good thing for anyone. No, I, I wasn't pleased about that. But then it was awful. I have um. I had I don't use Twitter at all, but somehow Twitter notifications as part of doing Twitter for this podcast. Yeah. Twitter notifications started popping up on my screen. And then one day I looked at my phone. I just had a Twitter, a tweet on my phone screen in the notifications that said Rudy Giuliani is dead. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. And I logged in and it was just like a troll post that had somehow the algorithm from Twitter had decided to send it out to people as a notification. And I was like, right, I'm turning off Twitter notifications now because (laughs) that is the the most disturbing fake news, that that is just on my phone screen without my... 2020 is a weird year. Um, But yeah, the Borat subsequent movie film was interesting. November, um, pretty much one thing to talk about in November. Only one big event occurred in November. All of of the world were obsessed with it. Um, Right-wing conservative Americans were furious about what what was going on. Yeah. But it needs to be discussed, even on this Pop Culture magazine. I am, of course, talking about Harry Styles on the cover of Vogue. Oh, my word. What what an incredible photo. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> the fact that people were so disturbed by that photo amazes me.
1: I know that people were I did, upset. I
0: saw the photo. I was like, oh, that's nice. And that was yeah, my thought. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. That's what those bought. That's that's a nice photo. Great, and then like the internet, the world (laughs) melted after that.
1: Well, because we need to bring back manly men, Alex.
0: What I?
1: How is Harry Styles going to protect his his uh, brood when when a woolly mammoth comes to the cave? What's he going to (laughs) do in a dress? Nothing pathetic. (laughs)
0: I just find it just, <laughs> just ridiculous. How is he going
1: to? How do you tangle with a saber toothed tiger in a dress? It can't Why be.
0: Why do people care? And that's what bothers me. Like, there's so many things that people could care about climate change, you know, uh poverty, wars. No, I care for Harry Styles' dress.
1: As far as Hills to Die on go, it is an odd one to pick, for sure. But uh, some people picked it. <laughs>
0: but it was um, it was yeah. crazy. It was the backlash was insane.
1: Yeah. Good for Harry Styles for doing it, but also it's not like it's, I don't know, I don't want to be it like just, very brave, very brave of him. It's like no, I it's know. just it should just be fine. He shouldn't have to it, it's ridiculous. Anyway, also in November worth mentioning, I suppose, is Donald Trump lost the election in America. He it will no longer be the president of America. <laughs> and it was Joe confirmed. <laughs> It is finally being confirmed. He has the electoral votes. Joe Biden will be the next president of America and Kamala Harris will be the first woman, the first African-American and the first Asian-American vice president ever. Yes. Whether you, I don't know, I don't know how you feel about the world and things. If you're listening to this, uh, if you've listened to all of our episodes and that's the kind of event that upsets you, I'm not quite sure why you're still listening, but otherwise I, I, I thought that was broadly positive.
0: Yeah, people
1: might have issues with with Joe Biden's politics and stuff, but uh, broadly speaking, I'd rather that than Trump. And let's not too much more politics. Beyond that, obviously, we need to mention that Kanye West also, like, mm. as the as the general as the American election was happening, Kanye West kind of stood outside and ran around with a big sign saying "Look at me," and <laughs> a few people looked at him, and that's about as much time as we need to give to that.
0: He did get some votes, Got some he good. did he
1: got like 60,000 votes i think which in the in the grand scheme of things amongst hundreds of millions of people in america is a, is an exceptionally small number. Yeah. It's about as many like i don't know com- comparatively it's about as many as some some ludicrous people over here in the uk get in general elections it's 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 a small enough number that we we can broadly just ignore. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's still sixty thousand um, people that voted Kanye West, though. So. I know, but like, there's there's, <laughs> there's, there's
1: like there's like sixty five million people that voted for Donald Trump, so that's oh, what, oh
0: what, that's even worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, December, December. Um, please, please don't adjust your podcast. This, I, you've not accidentally re- rewound it five minutes. This is this is still accurate. Big announcement in December, out of nowhere, what's happening? Someone's releasing an album at midnight. It's Taylor Swift.
0: <laughs> Again! Somehow.
1: She has a second album, yeah. out of nowhere. This time, co-written by Aaron Desner from The National. And he's brought along his friends because they're all over it as well. The whole National crew are here. Mm. There's a song with Matt Berninger singing. Yeah. it, uh, it wh- what? How did how did she do it? It's ridiculous. Evermore, the second Taylor Swift album of the year, once again co-written by by a few members of the National, has just turned up to destroy me. Like a week, like uh, like five days ago, this happened as we're recording, hmm. and it is ridiculous that that happened also yeah. uh th- and uh, and things that happened warner brothers upset all of the directors that they employ by announcing that all of their films in 2021 will debut on hbo max uh, uh, at the same time as cinemas in america um and
0: <laughs> i did not know that
1: yeah, so uh, you know James Gunn, who's made the Suicide Squad that's due out next year. Denny Villeneuve, who's made June that's due out next year. A bunch of other directors have all suddenly found out that their films are going to premiere on streaming on a streaming service at the same time they're in cinema, which has upset them. I
0: think, I guess you want to see you want people to see your film in a cinema.
1: Yeah, and they want to support the cinema industry yeah. because you know the cinema industry yeah. kind of is is quite symbiotic with the with the film industry and. It, on a more cynical note, a lot of those directors have got contracts with Warner Brothers that guarantee them a percentage of box office results so oh, by
0: okay.
1: by cannibalizing the audience mm. and putting it on a streaming service, they will get less there'll be there will be a smaller box office as a result <clears throat> of course, you could argue there's going to be a small box office anyway because of because of the world mm. but the Warner Brothers have come up with a way to allow the directors to have money from the streaming debut, and apparently the new system they're going to do to compensate, to compensate people for in place of box office revenue is is not adequate, according to some directors or something. So it's a complex thing. There's a lot of business behind it and other things that have upset people, and it's just mm. uh, pretty pretty intense and worth worth noting. Bob Dylan sold his entire song catalogue. Did you hear about this?
0: No. Wow. He sold
1: his entire song catalogue. How much money do you think he sold it for? All of the songs he has ever written.
0: Is it like a crazy big amount or
1: a crazy small amount? I don't know. You tell me. No, you tell me. No, I will not. You tell me and then I'll tell you.
0: Uh, well, being Bob Dylan, probably like a really small amount.
1: I don't know. Hit, How much? Hit <laughs> me with a number.
0: Oh, it's the... like a hundred dollars.
1: No, $300 million. Great. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for your support. Um, and last no, on the I just, list. I just, I
0: don't know. Like, $300 million is not a big amount or a small <laughs> amount. It's just, it's a isn't it? quite
1: a large amount. For, for me. the entire song um, catalogue,
0: is not that much, actually. Like, he has done a lot of music. I guess
1: D- Disney paid George Lucas $4 billion for Star Wars. Yeah, so, so I
0: think, I guess this yeah. is not a very big amount. $4 billion? It's a not very big amount. Jeez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen this year. We can't talk about it.
0: What the? $4 billion!
1: Yeah, and they've made that back all re- like They made that back pretty quickly.
0: When did billions, like, billion? it feels like 2020, 2019, 2020, uh, like the, the year of billions? Billions just decided to become things. Who ever paid uh, with billions? $4 billion!
1: Like, yeah, it's, like, it's like the GDP of a small country
0: like George Lucas just went, ah, oh, what, what oh, four billion dollars. That seems like a good amount. That's extortionate. I'm,
1: I'm, what are you talking to Disney? They've got what,
0: what? You, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess. Yeah, I know you're right. What I'm just saying, like how? Nah,
1: I can't explain why I know this, but I know that between 2017 and 2019, <laughs> the total worldwide revenue for Disney for films produced by Walt Disney Studios was 30 billion dollars and that's just across the span of like 3 years. So yeah. Okay. The last one on the list is uh happened I think last week or the week before, Elliot Page announced that he is transgender.
0: Yes. How cool is yes. that?
1: It's pretty cool. It's pretty good for um, you know, that for the for the transgender community, more more voices to support them. He's a yeah. pretty amazing guy and uh yeah, it's awesome. Just just great. Uh, more Elliot Page in the future, please. So that is that is that is the year that was. Beautiful. It was beautiful <laughs> in part. It was horrifying in part.
0: Yeah. But broadly no broadly game. it
1: was awful, but like <laughs> there was good there was like good pop culture in there to talk yeah. about. and this podcast started in 2020 so I
0: know, so I think it's good. We started in 2020. we you know we kept in contact in 2020.
1: 2020 vision, baby. So well. moving on. Let's talk about lists. Let's talk about some specific things from this year that we enjoyed. Yes. how are you feeling? Are you ready?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Like yeah, we've talked about it. Now, you have lists. I talk about things. Done.
1: Yeah, because we're Fish, different people and we approach things differently, but it's fine. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I have no memory and you have lots of memory, so...
1: Yes, I've <laughs> got an SSD and you've got a floppy disk.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's actually true. <laughs> you've got a floppy
1: disk with 15 kilobytes of memory on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can only, I can only maintain a small amount of stuff in my head and then the rest is just... Uh
1: blah. But at at some point, somebody's put a sick Metallica sticker on it, so it's cooler. (laughs) So let's talk albums. This was a year of albums. This is definitely the year
0: of albums
1: for certain. Yeah, for sure. What? So what? Do you want me to go through my list and you can tell me the ones you've listened to, what you think about them, and then you can say what your favourite is, or do you want to start?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, yeah.
1: I gave you two options then, and you just said yes. Which one?
0: <laughs> say them again.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you want me to go through my list and you can say what you think of them as we go if you've listened to them, and then you can say what your favourites are overall, or do you want to start?
0: No, 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 you definitely start. Sorry, okay. I, didn't, I didn't hear the second question. <laughs> <laughs> I only heard the first bit. It's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, so. <laughs> um, yeah, have you got months as well of your artists? Because I haven't got months, but I can find them.
1: Months? What do you mean months?
0: Months when they were released.
1: No, God, no. We're, that's in the past now. We're not talking about months anymore. We're talking oh, about 2020 as a whole.
0: Thank-bastic. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. So, my Look, number 10 album of the year is. Oh, you've is, done
0: a proper list. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Good.
1: My number 10 album of the year is and this. Then this is, there's going to be like a handful of points in this episode where the fact that we've recorded the first episode of next year is going to be odd, but it's fine.
0: Yeah, you see what fine. I mean? Yeah, it's
1: definitely. broadly fine. You'll hear us talking about some of this stuff again in the future because we talked about it last week. But it's gonna—it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Miley Cyrus, Plastic Hearts, in at number ten.
0: I've put Plastic Hearts as well in my list.
1: Yeah, it made a big impression pretty quickly, right? Because it's—it was an early December release.
0: It's just beautiful. It's a, it's pretty a party good album. It's—it's it's an absolute banger. Loved it.
1: But not Bangers, because that was a different... I bangers was, was one.
0: amazing. I don't think... Well, no, I think I enjoyed Bangers at the time, because it was Bangers, but I think Minosaurus Plastic Heart is amazing. In I fact, think it's the it's best the first one I put in my list.
1: Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I it was can't in stop was in number 10 for
0: head, me. Uh Midnight Sky. La oh, da, yeah, Midnight mm. Sky. I love it. I
1: love yeah. it. Prisoner. Yeah. Prisoner, ba, ba, yeah. da, ba, ba. Anyway, great album, Plastic Hearts. Give it a listen. Don't if you're if you're the kind of person who's a bit sniffy about pop music, then just go home and give it a try. <laughs> in at number nine. What's your favourite
0: song? What's your favourite song in Plastic Hearts?
1: On the album. Yeah. It's difficult in a way. In a way, it's the cover of Zombie.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Because it's great. Yeah. In another way,
1: it's um. Uh, it might be the first track WTF do I know I love it all right number nine is an album that I tried to get you to like and I don't think I succeeded but I still I adore this album in a way that I never thought I would I didn't think that this band would ever be on my top 10 of anything other than top 10 most overplayed artists it is imploding the mirage by the killers you're shaking your head. You just don't you just don't get it.
0: No, I just don't get that album. Yeah, i I, I completely forgot about that album. You
1: yeah, just reminded I, me yeah. now.
0: It was so for me uneventful. And I'm sorry a... The Killers, You Are Great It's just Britain has ruined you.
1: Well, we do love them. But I just love this album. It's like Bruce Springsteen has turned up at the door of a of a Las Vegas indie band and and just given them a big bag of tricks and told them to use them. I didn't plan that analogy out in advance. And <laughs> completely lost faith in it. Great. But <laughs> there you have it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's a good album.
0: It's yeah. a good album. <clears throat>
1: We'll be talking about a song off it again in a few minutes, but I love that album. Next, in at number eight is an album that I sort of wasn't sure about putting on my list because it came out quite early in the year mm. and I listened to it a lot then and then I sort of forgot about it and then when I was making my list, I put it on and it oh, I, I was just like, no, this album is, is incredible. Um, <laughs> Recently, very publicly snubbed by the Grammys, it is the Weekends album, After Hours.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's an okay album. No, Thanks. like no. I feel like half of it is perfect. Mm. Like half of it is incredible. And then yeah. half of it like the big the first half is I think is the first half is dull. Was it uh, the second I, half? I know
1: I love the first half. I lo- I mean I love all of it.
0: One of the halves, because I haven't listened to it since uh well when you told me to listen to it. To it and like one half is amazing and the other half is just oh shut up the weekend um <laughs> oh, i can sorry. see
1: that a little bit but i don't know i just like i put it on when i'm working and stuff and just the whole the yeah. vibe of the album i like like mm. the synth way venus of it the synth pop
0: that part of the album is good is there other part yeah. of the album without the synthy things like the blinded by the lights is i think probably song of the year
1: it's a me. great. It's such a song. Because heartless, like... heartless, and blinding lights yeah. are the two the two songs on the album that kill me.
0: Yeah, no, that song is amazing. So, right. yeah, but album also great for me.
1: That's fair. That's fair. i I'm, I wasn't sure about putting it on my list, but I just, I just really like it. So yeah. Then in at number seven, an album again that you'll hear us talking about in more detail next week or next time you hear us. Clipping visions Clipping. of bodies being burned.
0: <clears throat> great album.
1: A great, weird, horrorcore album. I'm so happy that you like it, because yeah. it's not in your usual wheelhouse. Uh, but it's just great.
0: <laughs> and uh, when you listen to Alex from the future, um, I sound like a real old lady. Oh, clippings. <laughs> I love clippings, oh, yeah. you know, when old people <laughs> say things wrongly.
1: <laughs> like how my gran used to call Only Fools and Horses Dellboy, <laughs> But Dellboy's on yeah yeah um <clears throat> it's a great album it's mm. a great hip-hop album it, yeah i think i think alex can attest to the fact that it doesn't matter so much that it's a horror themed album like it's just like and i think you i think you've kind of proven my point that i made or what i was talking about when i first talked about them in terms of like they're often called an experimental hip-hop group because yeah. they don't make traditional they don't use traditional samples necessarily mm. but I think they do make and this isn't a criticism they do make traditional hip-hop almost yeah like, it's enjoyable by anyone like yeah the fact that it's all called experimental shouldn't put you off give it a go it's so accessible and so good
0: absolutely no I I completely agree and I think it's really good hip-hop as well it's really really good <clears throat> and I it's horror yeah but I don't feel like it it defined by it you know what I mean
1: yeah I know what you mean it's defined it's just it's just fun it's just a fun album good album yeah it's it's different number six yeah pushing towards top five now in at number six is an album that is just wonderful I Mm. love this album and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you do as well yeah it is women in music part three by Haim
0: absolutely that's on my list too
1: yeah, I'm sure it is.
0: The, that album is amazing. Really, it is really the cool. best
1: It is the best thing that they have ever done. Like yeah. I liked their first two albums, but yeah. it, they are nothing it's compared so to Women in Music Part 3. It is just an absolute beast of an album.
0: Are you right, you judge?
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought I heard a noise behind me, but I, no, I think I'm okay.
0: <laughs> but isn't your door moving?
1: Uh, Is it?
0: Yeah, it opened. Which door? Your brown door. Did it? Yeah.
1: No, it didn't. You're being silly. <laughs> it did. Because we're talking about clipping. <laughs> Hang on.
0: <clears throat> now George is looking, but nobody was behind the door. I was just, uh, I was just uh, joshing him, and now he hasn't come back. Or um, actually, the door did oh. not move, but
1: oh, you absolute peace. But
0: when you opened the door and you jumped, that scared me. <laughs> 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 so I was trying to scare you.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm Women in Music Part Three. Yeah. It's awesome. It's got country. It's got like hip hop in there. The song 3 A.M. is oh my. Have you seen them? Have you seen them doing 3 A.M. live on? Um, I think it's like Seth Meyers or something.
0: No, no, I haven't, actually.
1: It's it's so good. And uh, it's got Robert Pattinson is in it at the start as the Ooh. voice message, doing mm. the voice message that's on the album. It's it's cool. It's a really cool... They, yeah, again, look that up and have a look at it. But yeah, Hi in Women in Music Part 3 is cool. Nice. I don't know what happened to Women in, Women in Music Part 1 and 2, but uh, Part yeah. 3 is pretty great. <laughs> Part 3 is
0: amazing.
1: Um, up yeah. next is, again, another album that will be on your list for certain. Yep, We are uh, in to... <laughs> Uh, rtj4 run the jewels
0: yeah oh <laughs> on spotify uh yankee and the brain was my most listened to a song of 2020
1: back at it like a crack at it <sighs> at it. it just gives me
0: like energy i love it yeah oh <laughs> russell i love it yeah It's a, it's a
1: good album again like yeah. I was so happy cuz I loved mm-hmm. Run the Jewels 2 that's like yeah. one of my favorite albums ever and then I liked Run the Jewels 3 but I wasn't k- destroyed by it I did like it but it didn't but then mm. Run the Jewels 4 I yeah. think they really and again it's one of those things where especially when it came out it was so relevant and it 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 just goes and goes and goes and it doesn't slow down until it finishes and I I appreciate that they are always like at full energy they're so good yeah.
0: Yeah, I've been listening to them a bit too much. Like my <laughs> my 2020 Spotify was basically pink because the album cover's pink and it was just all like oh, right, your yeah. most uh, listen album, your most uh, your most listen song, your most uh, you know, it's just everything. Yeah.
1: That's a uh, it's a good album but, cover that. That's my desktop background on my computer.
0: It's a good album. It's a very good album. I could I could just,
1: It's a very good album.
0: I could listen to it anytime.
1: But there are four mm. or five albums that are better,
0: oh, okay. in my
1: opinion, not really better. Like let's not <laughs> denigrate, but just albums I liked. In at number four, and this might come as a shock, but I, I, I had to do this, even though I love them. It is the newest album by my favorite band, Idols. Ultramono. Mm.
0: Yeah,
1: I love it. I do adore this album. I listened to it so much when it came out. Yeah. and it it is a powerful beast of an album,
0: yeah,
1: but ultimately there's three albums this year that I feel are somehow more important or have had more of an impact on me in this year so there's there's they're not idols is not my number one album of the year, but it is okay. it is a crazy good album. It was shocked to you, didn't it
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, anything can happen in twenty twenty
1: mm. <laughs> But you liked, you liked the album.
0: I loved Ultramono. In fact, it's on my list.
1: Yes, I please. I really liked
0: Ultramono. Yeah. It's a good album. I
1: think, and the point where we diverge is for me, it definitely, I, their last album, Joys and Act Resistance, like that would have been the number one for me of that year.
0: Yeah. And
1: Ultramono isn't quite up there with that, but it is still a, an incredible piece of work. And I can't wait to see what they, need, what they do next. Genuinely, mm. I think they're going to be quite different next time they do an album. So we'll see. And then in at number three is an odd one. And we can talk a bit about this. I've had Mm -hmm. to put two albums in at number three.
0: Oh, so it's a top 11.
1: In a way, but also they are. It's one album in a way that's just been released over two releases. Yeah, because there's no I can't separate them. There's no way to separate them for me. Why are you shaking your head at me?
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm worried that it might be the one that. Okay, no, I don't know. Yeah.
1: It is Folklore and Evermore. Okay. By Taylor Swift.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Why are you going, hmm?
0: Oh, just because I love folklore. Yeah, I, I love folklore. not get Evermore.
1: It's the same, Alex.
0: It, it is not the same at all. It is not the same. I don't think it's the same. Like
1: Really? So you don't l- yeah. like Evermore?
0: I don't get it. I feel it's very personal to her. And I feel is so personal that I don't get the songs. So I can't, I don't, I, I didn't enjoy it. I was really, um, like. Oh, I, I don't think it's it,
1: personal to her at all. I, I, it's more storytelling. Like that song with Haim on it is like a story. Like I feel like there's a lot of stories on that.
0: The only songs I liked are the ones where she it with somebody else. So the Haim song is amazing. The one with the National is my favorite song. Um, I think that song is perfect. Um, the one with Bonnie Iver is really good but the songs where she's oh, by yeah, herself yeah. I find them really uh, flat and samey and I was really sad because I was so like that's the fa- as soon as I woke up I put it on and I just I just I just didn't enjoy it
1: wow I'm really yeah. surprised me too for me <laughs> for me it's indistinguishable <laughs> from folklore like no, that's a really personal album but folklore was amazing. amazing.
0: And maybe maybe this is not personal enough. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the problem. I just feel like I don't understand this album. I don't understand the stories.
1: Yeah, fair enough. How much have you listened to it out of interest? All
0: of it. I listened to it about four times. All of it. Wow. Because I really I really want to like it, and I'm going to listen to it more because I love folklore and I want to like this one. But I just don't. It's I don't get it. Maybe I'm not. I haven't got. My brain doesn't do. Metaphors or stuff like that,
1: you know? but it's the same style of song as on Folklore. That's what I don't understand. Listen
0: to Folklore again. Is not. I have it's listened. Very... To... I did
1: listen to Folklore again.
0: I think. I think this is very samey. All the songs are very same. Like Folklore has some like better songs. I, in my opinion, in my opinion, I still love yeah, and respect her, and I'm not gonna go. Ah, oh, Taylor Swift. Like I think it's amazing, and but I, I, I haven't enjoyed her second album this
1: year
0: which is fine wow. i still love
1: her yeah no that is fine you're allowed to not enjoy it yeah uh but for me for me personally they're both of equal mm. but they, i can't decide like i couldn't i didn't want to put them both on the list except in separate points mm. and then i like i love them both so they're both in there at number three for me um yeah cool. i love them i love uh the uh the the Heim song on the, evermore. Oh, that's is my a favorite, beautiful song. It's a cool song.
0: But my favorite is the one with the national, which is called
1: Coney um, Island.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I like see.
1: That I, even though I love the national, that song hasn't made much of an impression on me yet.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's the only one that I really really like because I like I that's really like his voice. Their voice together works really well.
1: Mm. Mm. In at number two for me is Ooh. a big album, important album that I really love. Uh, it is. Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple.
0: Ah. I've Have not you listened, listened to, to this one. album? No, I haven't.
1: It's, I should. It's incredible. It, 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 it's unlike any album I've ever heard. Pitchfork gave it 10 out of 10, which is rare for them. We've what? discussed them in the past, though. But yeah, the, the, the last album they gave 10 out of 10 to was uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy a decade ago. So it's fairly notable when they dole out a 10. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it is. It is great. It is. It is. She made it all in her house. Even though it, well, she made it before lockdown, it wasn't a mm. lockdown album. But she made it entirely at home. It has like interesting percussion on it. She samples her dogs on it. The lyrics are <laughs> the lyrics are like nothing I've ever heard. I'll talk a little bit more about the lyrics later for one song in particular. But basically. Mm. It's, it's an incredible piece of work, and it's made me a fan of Fiona Apple, who I'd never previously listened to. Like I've gone back and listened to some of her older stuff, and it's it's equally wonderful. But uh, oh, okay. something about Fetch the Bolt Cutters, even like the cover to it, it she made it herself, and oh, it, you yeah. can tell yeah. it's it's tell it's homemade because it's like cut out p- pieces of paper and a picture of her dog and stuff. Like it kind yeah. of looks like somebody's <laughs> homework, but in a in a wonderful way.
0: When I saw it on Instagram, I was like, "Oh, George made, made a picture."
1: No, it was her. It was, and it's just, Aww. I love that about it. And I love that about her. Yeah. Um, cool. Number one, though, has been set in stone since it came out. There was no other album that was going to be my number one for this year. It is.
0: Oh, just a moment. It is, Can I guess it?
1: Yeah, of course. It, yeah, it's, because it's I think incredible. I've got
0: it too, probably.
1: I think you probably know what it is. It's, yeah, I've listened it's, to um, it so much.
0: It's uh, Punisher by Phoebe Bridges.
1: It yeah. is indeed Punisher by Phoebe Bridges, one of, of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Mm. Uh, some of the songs on this album give me goosebumps yeah. when I, every time I listen to them, and I just completely, mm. impossibly adore her, everything she does, everything she touches and goes near. <laughs> I can't yeah. get over my, my deep, deep, deep obsession with her and her music. I think she is simply one of the most incredible Things in the world, Amazing. I adore her. Yeah, you like this album, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's why I've been listening more to Taylor to the Taylor Swift's album because when I first listened to um Punisher, I didn't really enjoy it as much as uh, Stranger mm. in the Alps, which is um, Phoebe Bridge's previous album. Yeah, uh, but then it kind of grown on me and i really really love it now <laughs> so i feel maybe i'm i'm a bit judgmental when it comes to kind of if i really enjoy an album before and the second one i've got like really high expectations and then maybe yeah um, i can see that yeah so yeah but i love this album i didn't i didn't really like it at the beginning but now i i a, a couple of weeks ago i listened to both of them back to back and uh yeah, I like it.
1: Very much. Sometimes with a new album, you need to listen to it, let it get into you, and then give mm. it a break, and then go back to it a few months later. And, and yeah, and definitely, it will play differently. Yeah, um, definitely. Which is why the need for websites to review albums as soon as they release is a bit,
0: uh, yeah. Especially Pitchfork.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've not for my other lists. I've not got honorable mentions, but there's three albums this year that I couldn't put in, fit in my top ten, and just want to briefly mention them. Okay. One of them is the 1975's album that's in a conditional form. Yeah. Obviously I listed them as one of my top 5 favorite bands. Mm. And I do really like this album. It's just for me. It's not their strongest work and mm. as an album overall it it is got a lot of interesting choices that maybe don't make it the strongest album they've done, but I do love them. Second is Fontaine's DC, an amazing post-punk album mm. from from a brilliant band out of Ireland that's wonderful and everyone should listen to it. And the third one, it's not in my top 10 because it's too new for me to really make a final call on, but I've really been enjoying it for the past few days. Same day Taylor Swift puts out Evermore, Kid Cudi releases Man on the Moon I, uh... 3, The Chosen. Have you listened to this yet? Yeah, I have. What do you think of it?
0: Um, I I've got. I mean, it's a it's 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 an okay album, but I got I kind of um I found it very samey. Yeah. I was kind of like, uh, and then Skepta came on. I was like, what? And I love this song with Skepta, and I was just like, I love. I don't know grime hip British hip hop and I thought yeah. that was a perfect song and then I started listening to Skepta after that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's good, but mm, it, it didn't excite me. But I think I have to listen to it again because I've only really listened to it once and then I got distracted by Skepta.
1: I I've listened to it a few times now and it's definitely every time I listen to it I like it a little bit more and I can okay. see it becoming an album I really like. Um mm. the song with Phoebe Bridges is obviously amazing. <laughs> um And I just really like his general vibe of like sort of humming, like a lot of humming going on Mm. and like, "Mm." and it's not, I don't know. I just kind of, once it gets into your head and you vibe with it, it it becomes quite brilliant, I think. But too early to say really and make a final choice. But I think um, I just want to mention that I like it. It's a good album so far. What? Anything you want to add in? Anything you want to rank or say what your favourite was, Alex?
0: Uh yeah, I uh, as a as a present, I'm not. I don't have to do a list because it's a special yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which is exciting. Um, but I, I didn't make a list, but I made a I didn't make a list ten to one, but I made a list of um albums and um, I've got plastic art which I said uh, and uh, I would like to add uh three fifteen twenty by Childish Gambino. Uh, sure, I listened c- listen to it that. again uh this week. And I still love it. So it's a really, really good album and funky and good. I love Childish Gambino. Um, Then uh, an album by um, an artist called Muramasa, uh, which Mm. sounds um, Japanese, but it's actually British, uh, called RYC. Um, A really, really good album that... um, I listen to it, forget about it, and then it pops up again, listen to it. And I've been listening to it like throughout 2020 and it's really, really good. And um, it's, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I haven't talked about it. I don't know why I, in, in the podcast this year I haven't talked about it, but it's one of the albums I've listened to most this year. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just it's just a really good album. So it's RYC by Buna Um, An album that I talked about in the podcast uh, called What Kind of Music by Tom Mish and Yusuf Days, which is kind of like a funky uh, session album. Really, really good. Um, An album that you suggested to me, which is Live Forever by Barty Strange.
1: Oh yeah, all oh, right, okay. Wow. Oh, I
0: love that album.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a cool album. album.
0: It's such a good album. I just I love that album. So um yeah, that one. Um then uh an album that I talked about uh last week in the episode with Dan, uh Jade Bird by Jade Bird. This kind of mm. new uh folk singer, but like you I've got Haim. Uh, ba, 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 Taylor Swift, folklore, RTJ4, uh, Ultramono, Plastic Heart, Punisher. Yeah, nice. it's, been, it's been a good year for music. I think I think it this has year reignited my love for music because mm. I had so much time off <laughs> <laughs> that I could just like listen to music and um, you know start start enjoying the process of listening to an album again. So, yeah, yeah. good sure. year for music. It's been a really, it really was. good year.
1: I was in the top 0.1% of uh, Phoebe Bridges listeners this year, just uh, putting that out there. Pretty what impressive Sammy. stats. Well, it means that out of all the people yeah. that listen to Phoebe Bridges, I was in the top 0.1% of uh, amount of time spent listening because I'm yeah. pretty good.
0: Yeah, next you there was uh, Rowan, my friend Rowan. <laughs>
1: No, he was not. I, I, he told me. I can't remember now. But he was anyway. Anyway, <laughs> did you did, did um, you did you
0: compare stats? <laughs> he messaged to me.
1: Moore? He commented <laughs> on my post about it or something, and he's in like the top two percent or something. Okay. <laughs> uh, <Come on>. anyway,
0: <laughs> anyway, Shall we
1: move on to my next list? Yeah. Songs of the year, top ten songs.
0: Oh wow.
1: Hmm. We don't normally break it down by songs, do but I thought songs. it was worth. So we won't we won't spend too long on this one, but just okay. very quickly, and not, most of these are off the albums I just mentioned, pretty much. But number ten is "War" by the so opening track on the Ultra yep. Mono. Pretty Love that incredible song. song that just yep. takes you into the album immediately and smashes you over the head. Uh, next, ninety six Neve Campbell by Clipping.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: Which is the track on the, that clipping album with, uh, I think it's Cam and China, are the two female rappers featured, uh, rapping about being a final girl. Pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just by Run the Jewels, but the clever part is that instead of an S, it's a dollar sign because it's all about money, isn't it? Oh.
0: Is it the one? <laughs> uh,
1: it's like, Look at all the, the slave, slave masters.
0: masters posing on your dollar. Look at yeah. all the slave masters. Oh, and then Zack de Rocha. Look at all the slave
1: masters. Oh, it's, it's the absolute best. My oh. favourite thing about that song, my favourite part of that song, is that they asked yeah. Pharrell to write the hook. And you know Pharrell that wrote, if yeah. you're feeling happy like a house... No. That guy. No, no, that's <laughs> Like not your hands are made goes. of houses. What's, how does it go? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. Because
0: I'm happy. Clap happy along you have, if, you if you feel like a, like with a, house, without a, a house without a home. <laughs>
1: That guy. Yeah. And they, they asked him to write a hook for, their, for a song on their album. Yeah. And they thought he'd come back with, you know, something pretty poppy and, and, and accessible or whatever. And he comes back with, look at all the slave masters posing on your dollar. And I just love that Pharrell came up with that and like understood where he was and what kind of people he was working with and stuff. And it's such a great, it's so great. And like having Zack la Roca come in on that song as well is just, uh, it, is, it is the best. Oh, um, then the steps... In at number seven is The Steps, my favourite song on there, Women in Music Part 3.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like the yeah. second
1: track or so. Pretty great. And then uh, someone who didn't make my top albums, because it didn't. the album as a whole didn't really impact me too much. But this song is really good. Physical by Dua Lipa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to talk to you about the album for a while.
1: What, uh, Have you
0: listened to the album?
1: Uh, nostalgia. What's it called? Future Nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, I've listened listen to the to album it? a few times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, in my me? Or, like, the album is pretty decent. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, yeah. But it it's starts with the worst song ever.
1: What, Future Nostalgia? Yeah. Uh... I think, is
0: that, which, is that the first song, Future Nostalgia?
1: I'm pretty sure it is. Future Nostalgia? Future, nostalgia.
0: Like, I listened to the first song and I was like, this song is rubbish. And usually you start the album with like a pretty good song. And I was like, oh, yeah. this album's going to be pants. It's going to be really bad. But then I really enjoyed the album. But just that's, I can't listen to that song.
1: It is an odd, I didn't love it. The first, <laughs> I kind of like the song, actually. But I, I understand your point. I found it a bit irritating the first time I heard it. I and it's, like, not why song song so bad? it's not the best song on the album. It's not the best song to kick the album so- off with.
0: Like But in a way, in a way, it's good because after that, your expectations are pretty low. Not that you should have low expectations of Dua Lipa because she's very good. But I mean, after that, I really enjoy the album. But that song is just terrible. Physical
1: is my favorite track on it, for sure. Physical,
0: physical, I just touch my mind.
1: Prisoner, prisoner.
0: Oh, that's prisoners. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
1: In at number five, The Last Great American Dynasty, my favourite track off of yep. Ivor Taylor Swift album this year. I adore that song. Very good um, song. It's such a great story about an American socialite, and then at the end she flips it, and it's about her, and oh my <gasps> God, it's great. Yeah. She's, she's, she's great. It's great. And then Your Song of the Year, Blinding Lights, in at number four for me by The Weeknd. Yeah,
0: that's such, a
1: great song. Oh, I could listen to that song every day. Yeah, In at number all three um is a song off Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple called Shamika. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you a story about Shamika and I'm I'm confident that it's going to make you want to go and listen to this album. So yeah. let's go. Fiona Apple when she was in like elementary school in America, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Was a young girl at like this private school somewhere and she was quite out she was quite a a specific individual I think. She had like long hair <laughs> down to her hips and things. Yeah. And she would get bullied by um, kids in, in school.
0: Mm. And
1: one time she tried to sit with these older girls in the canteen and they bullied her and told her she couldn't sit with them. And as she was walking away upset, this older girl called Shimika stopped her and said, ignore them, you have potential. <laughs> and then... All for the rest of her life that stuck with her. This this stranger, and then she was never friends with Shamika after that. Like she wasn't Shamika's friend. It was just mm. this one moment of kindness she showed her. Yeah. And for the rest of for the rest of Fiona Apple's life, when she's been struggling and finding things difficult, it, she's like reflected on the time that Shamika told her she had potential. Aww. And then the the chorus to this song is Shamika says I have potential. Shamika said I have potential. Um, and it's such a beautiful song about like. Those moments of why are you laughing? <laughs> I
0: don't know, it just sounds fun, like a good thing. It is fun. Yeah.
1: But it's, a, it's also about those moments where you don't know what it is that you might say to somebody that is going to stick with them, especially if you work mm. with children. You never know what it is that you're going to say to somebody that might stick with them for the rest of their life. Yeah. And, it, and have an effect on them. It could be something that you will forget within minutes that they are going to remember forever. And I just think it's important. I just I just like the idea of remembering that those little moments of kindness that cost us nothing can have such a big effect on people. Yeah. You see what I mean? Absolutely. So I, I love the song because of that. And it's mm. also a great song. Additionally, Alex, when the album came out, Fiona Apple did a bunch of interviews about it and she was talking about Shamika and saying, I don't even know if this person is real like, I don't even know this is a real memory. I just have this memory of it and it's stuck with me. Yeah. One of her teachers from that taught her for like a term and had got in touch with her years earlier and reconnected with Fiona Apple because Fiona had mentioned her in an interview, saw yeah. this article and went, Shamika is a real person. I remember Shamika. And she wrote a postcard to the real Shamika Posted it to her. Shamika didn't know who that. Shamika didn't listen to Fiona Apple. She gets this postcard saying Fiona Apple's written a song about you. She goes and listens to this song about her, about an event that she probably barely remembers, and ends up reconnecting with Fiona Apple, proving she's a real person. And then re- she is an underground hip hop artist, and they have no. put out a song that Fiona Apple is on.
0: That's so is that cool. not
1: the, the most? And like she, she was a she was an underground hip hop artist for years, and now she's like a real estate agent. But she's she's done this song now that that Fiona Apple is on and then she's she's they made a music video for Shamika that she kind of does it has reads a poem in I think. I don't know. I just think it's a beautiful story of the story of the song is beautiful. And then what's happened since the song came out is also really just heartwarming and lovely and wonderful. And I, I love it.
0: That sounds amazing. Lovely.
1: It is amazing and lovely. So you should listen to that song and listen to the album. It's good. I will. My second favourite song of the year is My God by The Killers off the album that you aren't keen on. It's the one that features Ways Blood which is a, it's just a brilliant song. I love I, I it's got these drums that sound like thunder and it just make it just pumps me up. I once went for a walk and listened to it about 10 times in a row and I was the, it was the happiest. Uh and in at number 1 and I, a song that every time I listen to it I get genuine goosebumps. I can't get enough of this song. I absolutely love it. It is Chinese Satellite by Phoebe Bridges.
0: Mm yeah. Cool.
1: My Good absolute song choices. Value. Thank you. Do I you have like any songs them. that you want to no, mention? I,
0: I, I, well, I, I, I mentioned "Blind by the Lights. B-
1: Blinding Lights. Blinded by the Lights is a, is a song by the streets. Is the only Oh,
0: thing. oh goodness. What's the name? See, that's the thing. Like, There's no point in me <laughs> even attempting this mission. What's it called? Uh,
1: Blinding Lights, I think. I might even be wrong there, but I think it's called Blinding Lights. It doesn't matter. Ultimately, it's fine. Um, we can call things whatever you want. It's your life.
0: Yeah, I, I, I trust you. I think I can't really point out music songs because I have no memory. So,
1: totally fair. Okay. Um, moving to the next list.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Now, again, due to circumstances, you might not have a full list for this, but you might. I don't. I don't know how much you'll be able to. Um, partake in discussing them, but um I'll try and give you a little bit of a tagline for each one of the things on this list and you can tell me whether you would want to watch it. Yeah? Okay. So top next, my top ten films of the list. Yeah, the
0: I was looking at films of the year, how many I've watched, and I've watched five, I think.
1: Right, okay, that's cool. Five we'll let's films see from see if this year. That cross over. In at number ten for me <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: is... Bad Boys for Life. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence return uh, for more fun action comedy hijinks, but also with a touch of uh, exploring what happens when a bad boy becomes a bad man. What do you think, Alex? Love it. Would you watch it?
0: Probably not. Next.
1: In at number nine is The Devil All The Time. Uh, uh, Coen Brothers... People getting up in over their head, like in the Coen Brothers movies, but with all the humour removed. But Tom Holland's there. What do you think?
0: Yes, I would probably watch it. Well,
1: it's on Netflix. You should watch it. It's good. 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 Yeah. In at number eight, Folklore, the Long Pond Studio Sessions. Taylor Swift, mm. Aaron Desner and Jack Antonoff play through every song on the album Folklore. It is. I know it's a concert album kind of thing, concert film, but it is stunningly beautiful and I, I absolutely love it. Have you watched it yet?
0: No, I haven't. Would you watch it? A hundred percent, yeah. Good, I will.
1: moving on. Number yeah. seven, <laughs> The Invisible Man. Elizabeth Moss escapes an abusive relationship only to then be hunted or haunted by the invisible um, presence of her ex. You're shaking your head.
0: Not in a million years.
1: Uh, it is awesome. It is so good. <laughs> The Invisible is it, Man, but is, it's
0: probably really scary, isn't it? If somebody's being haunted,
1: um, it's pretty jumpy and, and stuff, and it's pretty, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's scary. It's scary. It's a good. It's a well-made horror movie. It's pretty scary, but it's great. Right. It's great. Um, the way the way that they the way that they kind of have it as a metaphor for gaslighting is is clever and powerful. It's good. It's good. Anyway, in gaslighting six, is
0: the word of twenty twenty, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. Let's let's try and avoid uh, don't 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 gaslight people. In at number six, I'm thinking of ending things. Charlie Kaufman uh, directing Jesse Plemons, and oh, I can't remember her name. Um, <laughs> Charlie Charlie Kaufman movie about a couple going on a road trip to meet the girlfriend's parents, uh, and everything is not as it seems. And what is actually going on is unclear to everyone. (laughs) It's a surreal piece of cinema.
0: Maybe I would watch it.
1: Maybe. It's on Netflix. Worth checking out, I'd say. I liked it quite a bit. Number five, Bill and Ted face the music. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are back to have another uh, excellent adventure or bogus journey, whatever you want to, however you want to describe what they do together. They have seventy six minutes to save the universe by writing the greatest <laughs> song ever all time, and the, the the real highlights are their daughters who are mm. absolutely wonderful. W- would you watch it?
0: Absolutely, yes. I, I've been trying to find uh, Bill and Ted the the first Bill and Ted, but um, I'm finding that quite hard. But I I will I want to watch both of them definitely. Yaku Cupacento.
1: Yeah, no, you should watch all of them. Um, in at number four, Possessor. Brandon Cronenberg, son of David Cronenberg, directed um film about a woman who assassinates people by possessing the body of people close to them and then murdering them. You're shaking your head a lot. No?
0: No. No. I don't think no. I could handle it. I just It's not trust anybody else in my life. It's
1: Yeah, it's quite an intense one. It's good, though. Anyway, in at number three <laughs> Tenet. Uh, Christopher Nolan, latest Christopher Nolan movie, big film. It's essentially him doing a James Bond film, but there's weird time stuff going on. Starring mm-hmm. Don- John David Washington off of Black Klansman. Cool. Pat, would you watch it?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, f- I think
1: you could potentially have a good time with Tenet. I think you'd enjoy Tenet.
0: Yeah, yeah, before. definitely. I love. Um... <laughs> I love who? What's his name?
1: John David Washington, Christopher no. Nolan. Robert Christopher Pattinson. Nolan, I love Christopher,
0: Christopher Nolan. Nolan, so yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, in at number two is a movie that I I really hope you say you will watch because I I want you to watch it. Um, his house, his house, a uh, film about two um, asylum seekers in the UK who are assigned yeah. a house that is mm-hmm. um, they're struggling with a haunting.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I I will. I definitely. I think
1: do. I think you would find it a, a powerful watch. Hmm. It's a, it's a cool. It's a really good film. It's important. Hmm. Yeah, watch it. Anyone listening, if you haven't watched His House, it's on Netflix. You you've got a Netflix account. Don't lie. Don't tell me you haven't got a Netflix account. Uh, you have, and so go and go and watch His House. In at number one, though, my favorite movie of the year. A movie that with each passing day since I saw it, I like it more, and I am more excited to watch it a second time than I was to watch it the first time I saw it. I adore everything it does, and just love the crap out of it saint Maud saint okay. Maud the story of a carer in a northern seaside town, a private nurse who is devoted uh devoted christian uh believes that she is on a mission to save people's souls and struggles with hearing voices from the devil and things and uh it's a great movie. You're shaking your head again.
0: <laughs> oh I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great.
1: It is brilliant. It's quite, it's an acquired taste, which is fair, but yeah. it's great. So, uh, that's my top 10 films of the year. My number one is Saint Maud, certainly. Cool. I absolutely adore it. Any that you would like to add?
0: Uh, of the five movies from 2020 that I've watched,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I would definitely recommend to watch The Five Bloods, uh, by uh, oh, directed by Spike Lee. Yeah. and um with Chadwick Boseman really 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 good film and a Netflix film uh called I'm no longer here which I talked about a few weeks ago about this mm. um uh group of children youths not children group of youths in uh, Mexico uh who dance who dance yeah
1: yeah yeah that's it is yeah. it
0: yeah All yeah movies? because uh well, you know, uh, Eurovision Song Contest. That was another um, film from this year. Yeah. Um, Borat, really good film. Oh um, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I don't know cool. it's four films. <laughs> Fair enough. Cool.
1: Good, 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 good. Yeah. Okay. My next list is again one that you probably won't have anything to add to, but let's go. I want. I if you'll indulge me, I'd like to go through it.
0: I'll indulge you in anything.
1: Thank this is you. New
0: Year's Eve. This is a special. This is where uh, we indulge each other. Oh.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, my top, ten f- my top 10 games of the year. Ooh. Yeah, games, video games, 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 video games. In at number 10, Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PlayStation 5. Um, you've seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Alex. It's kind of like yes. playing that as a game. It's pretty awesome.
0: I think uh, I although, would like that.
1: Yeah. It, you, yeah. Yeah. You can tell me if you'd play them. So you'd play Spider Man Miles Morales. I would play it. Yeah. Definitely. Good. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Number nine. I talked about it on the podcast Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Crash Bandicoot's back and he's doing it. He's spinning around and smashing crates and eating apples again. Would you play?
0: Absolutely. Crash Bandicoot. I've played Plash, plash Plunder uh, in my youth. Splash
1: Planter Plute.
0: Splash Planter Yes.
1: good in at numbers eight it is a game uh that's very buggy very glitchy um not the smoothest the most polished game ever it's not the one people might be thinking of it is assassin's creed valhalla this year's assassin's creed game I played a few big open world games this year. One of them was a game called Ghost of Tsushima which is polished to into a shining gem and is wonderful, but it's not in my top 10 because it doesn't grab me in the way that the Assassin's Creed Valhalla did. Okay. If you have been if you listen to our top 10, if you listen to our top 5 video games episode last week where me and Dan talked about our love for The Witcher 3, um with with Assassin's Creed Valhalla Ubisoft have quite cheekily essentially just made The Witcher 3 again uh, but this time okay. you're a Viking but in terms of the quest lines like there's a wedding scene in this game that feels like it's been ripped straight out of a wedding scene that's in The Witcher 3 and to be frank I am I am so fine with that because it's just more time spent <laughs> doing cool things that I enjoy um, and the game isn't as polished as some of our open world games but the writing is awesome, the characters are really engaging and interesting and uh, exploring you know medieval england as a as a as a viking invader is a is a great time so yeah would you play that alex
0: no oh what no. but i would watch somebody play it okay. like um in, in the past i've watched people play um assassin's creed and i think it's pretty cool to watch people play is it's a yeah it's a, a, lot, a lot of way, game. parkour yeah, yeah, yeah like I like that. But I couldn't play it. it it's pretty fun to watch. I think I tried to play the one where they're in the medieval. Is it medieval? One of them. I don't remember which one. And I kept falling down and
1: dying. And just yeah, that's that's fair. Setting. Okay, <laughs> in at number seven is a game that if again, if you heard last week's episode, you'd have heard me talk about my love for. It is the free pack-in with the PlayStation 5 Astro's Playroom which is essentially a tech demo to show off how cool the controller is. But the thing that made me fall in love with it was all of the little touches to past PlayStation eras and games and the fact that it ultimately is a is a virtual PlayStation museum with so much charm that I just adored it and it goes in at my number seven. Would you play that?
0: I, I, I don't even know what, what, how. I can't even imagine what it is.
1: So, not. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like you fair talked enough.
0: about it last week when we talked about video games and I did not I could not imagine what you're we talking about and I can't <laughs> imagine what you're talking about now I'm just imagining a box and like lots of like shops where you go in and the shop I don't know I just I've not even, I didn't even know what to
1: start you've basically you've got it spot on that's exactly right Um Why? no it's, it's nothing oh. like that at all
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> okay number
1: six <laughs> Uh, number six is uh, a pretty big game that um, some people might be, you know, if anyone listens to us who's, who's a gamer, Dan's listening, might be shocked that this is low on my list in a way. But I don't know, I, I I loved it, but in a way, it feels like the 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 starter course to something bigger. It is the Final Fantasy VII remake. How much? Do you, are you a Final Fantasy Sevener, Alex? What? I don't know. Final Fantasy VII is a pretty famous game. came out in like the late 90s, I think, uh, on the PlayStation 1. You played as Cloud. with it. You had a big sword and spiky hair, and it's iconic. People love it. They've remade it, but because of various reasons, the remake that came out this year is only the first part of the original game's story, and further parts are to be released in the future to finish it off. So it's amazing. It's one of the most beautiful games I've ever played, and the combat's really cool. It's a It's a good game. It's set in a future where uh, corporations are using the life force of the planet, the energy from the planet, they're calling it Mako, to power big industrial cities. And you play as someone who is hired by a terrorist organisation who wants to kind of stop the and the Earth's life force being misused in this way. Uh, that, yeah. And um, Sephiroth turns up at one point. Awesome. Sounds interesting?
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely would watch somebody play it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, in at number five is the PlayStation 5 launch title, the remake of Demon's Souls. Um, And again, if you heard us last week, it's similar to Dark Souls, but uh, kind of came before it. So, what's your take on that, Alex?
0: I would definitely not play that
1: game. Yeah, no, I, I would I think,
0: break a wall on somebody. I'd like, <laughs> <would> just...
1: <laughs> be frustrated by it, yeah. Yeah, um, it
0: just doesn't seem, it just, I can't, I don't know that you you could just be doing really well and then just die and have to do it again and again and again. How yeah. frustrating is that?
1: It's pretty frustrating. I, I had some frustrating moments with it, but I've, since we talked about it on the last episode, I have completed it and I, I love it. And it's one of the most visually impressive games I've ever played. It is gorgeous mm. and it plays well. And yeah, it's just great just just a cool game in at number four is a game that is currently in the center of an extraordinary amount of controversy people are furious about this game and they have right to be furious about it
0: it's amazing Um, i know which what it is
1: ah i I know i don't don't know what it is yeah you don't know what it is (laughs)
0: okay (laughs) um
1: i'd have been really (laughs) impressed if you'd known what it was um it's a game that just came out. It's the newest game from the developer of The Witcher 3, which obviously, Alex, you're aware of The Witcher 3.
0: Yeah.
1: It is Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, okay. An open world RPG, first person RPG where you play as V, a character in this kind of... It's almost Blade, it's Blade Runner, essentially, like a future mm. city Blade Runner type of thing, dystopian thing. Um, it's. It came out last week. All of the preview footage of it and review footage of it was from the PC version, which is a bit buggy, but runs okay. Yeah. And it has turned out, because it's not actually technically... I've been playing it on the PlayStation 5, but it's not technically a PlayStation 5 game. It's a PlayStation 4 game that you can play on your PlayStation 5, but it's mainly meant to be played on a PlayStation 4. Unfortunately, the ambition of the game is such that it does not run on a playstation 4 very well at all and the same is true on the xbox side of things so it is a buggy glitchy horrifying mess if you have an original playstation 4 you should not currently be playing cyberpunk because it is almost unplayable like on ps5 it runs at 60 frames a second and that's fine and it has a few bugs and glitches but it's, it's playable on PlayStation 4, it runs at like 25 frames a second. And apparently when you're driving, it's about 15 frames a second. And it takes 20 seconds for textures to load. It's just a it's an absolute nightmare mess. And it's so unfortunate because I recognise I am in an extremely privileged privileged position to be able to play it on a PlayStation 5. Um uh, and it runs well for me. And the game itself is incredible i was pretty nervous last week about it when i talked about it because the pre-release marketing made it seem like it had a very immature tone uh Mm. like a 13 year old boy had written it but thankfully similar to the witcher 3 the actual game itself the dialogue and the story in the actual game are pretty well written and it does have some of that immaturity and annoying and like quite characters swearing all over the place but they their characters you would expect to behave like that, and it is full also of endearing characters who don't behave like that and who you can kind of fall in love with quite quickly. Mm. Not fall in love with, but like, you know, in like his characters. Um, like the main character V is great. The real reason, Alex, and minor minor plot spoilers for the for the beginning of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven coming up. So if you're not if you don't want to know stuff that you could know from seeing the trailers, then skip ahead a bit. The real reason, Alex, that I adore this game is because your character, V, quite early on in the story, um, because it's all about people cybernetically enhancing themselves and stuff, uh, as part of a job she's doing, she has to put a, a chip, like a computer chip, in her head. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that computer chip, Alex, contains the psyche of a long-dead rock star slash terrorist called Johnny Silverhand, who uh, died after uh, blowing up a building and doing his last concert and generally being a a terrible rock star person thing, who then is in your head for the rest of the game, and the story of the game is you trying to work out how to get rid of him, because if you pull the chip out, it'll kill you. And his psyche, his, his personality is slowly overtaking yours and overtaking your body, if you see what I mean. The spin, Alex, is this. Johnny Silverhand is played by Keanu Reeves.
0: So you basically put like a really bad game, glitchy and everything on like really high just because Kanye Reeves is in it.
1: No, not just because of that. But like <laughs> the fact that when you're doing <laughs> like I quests. I was
0: wondering like why you would put this game so like high on your list. It's just Kanye. Keanu?
1: Um, partly, you partly Keanu, partly Keanu. <laughs> because I adore him, and like you'll be doing a little quest, and he'll just appear, like he can appear to you almost Mm. like a ghost that only you can see, and he'll just appear in the background and start talking to you, and his character is horrible, like a really unpleasant guy, but just Mm. having Keanu hanging out and, and, and giving you his opinions about things is so entertaining. But no, I know it's a buggy, glitchy mess, and if I was playing it on PS4, I wouldn't be happy, but the fact is, it's the kind of game I really love, because you can approach the missions the way you want, So I can play it fully as a stealthy character. So a lot of the missions are go to this building, kill all the people inside it and and find something. But because of the way I'm playing it, I can sneak in through the the ceiling and sneak up on people and knock them out and then get out without anyone. And it kind of gives you the freedom to do it the way you want to do it and approach tasks the way you want to approach them. Like a game called Deus Ex uh, that people might have heard of. And it, when it works, it, it is brilliant. It's just unfortunate it doesn't work at the moment. They're giving refunds to people that don't want to play that that don't want to wait. And it's going to be patched and fixed and sorted and stuff. And it's 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 a pity. But I have played about fifteen hours of it, and I I love it. So it's in at number it's in at number four for me. But if you don't have a if you don't have a beefy PC that cost you two grand or a PlayStation Five, then wait and buy about June of next year. It's it'll be playable by by uh. People with PS4s and Xboxes. Anyway, my number three is a game that you will know Alex immediately. It is Hades. Great. Would you play Hades?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you
1: play? Would you play Cyberpunk twenty
0: seventy seven? I have no idea. You lost me at <laughs> PS4. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna um, lie.
0: I'm not gonna lie. I did not understand anything from that. <laughs> from
1: that number. <laughs> I'm sure that's true for most people listening to us. Dan yeah, will know. Dan Dan gets it. Dan knows. Yeah, Dan always be. So that, that bit
0: was for you, Dan. We love you. Thank Only you. Only Dan
1: understands. Um, number two <laughs> is Animal Crossing New Horizons.
0: Oh, I've always wanted to play Animal Crossing.
1: It's, it's a beautiful thing. You live on an island and speak to your animal friends. Oh. I played it for, I, I'm not joking, 200 hours this year. And... It, it got me through that first lockdown was being able to to every day wake yeah. up and forget about what my life was like and live on an island with some animals for a couple of mm. hours before I had to start facing the world. So Animal Crossing New Horizons got me through some tough times this year and I cool. adore it. And um, I haven't visited the island in a few months and I imagine the animals are probably not, not doing too well without me. But <laughs> Animal Crossing New yeah. Horizons, piece of genius... Then, in at number one, it's not going anyone who listened to our episode last week isn't going to be surprised by this because it's my second favourite game of all time. So, of course, it's my favourite game of this year. I was genuinely, physically shivering last week when I was describing how much I like this game. It has left me broken when I played this game and I love it to pieces. It is The Last of Us Part 2. Yes. <laughs> would you play it?
0: No, not at all. Would,
1: would you watch somebody play it?
0: No too intense
1: too intense too intense fair enough (laughs) enough. i would definitely play animal
0: crossing but i'll spend like my my life on it so better not
1: Mm, fair enough fair enough i imagine you don't really have any games to add but it's fine if you do no okay so moving on last
0: (laughs) If, if, if anybody listened to last week's episode i do not play games no that's fair Only when I'm with you, I play, you know, uh, Mario Kart and I play Mario Party and that's it.
1: (laughs) That's fair. Um, Moving on, my final list now that I've prepared is TV. Good. It's not been a big TV year for me, despite having all this time at home. It's not been a massive TV year, so I'll do this mm. quickly. There's just a couple of things I want to highlight, in particular that I've been enjoying. So in at number ten is the Haunting of Bly Manor, Netflix's latest horror show, uh, sequel-ish thing to the Haunting of Hill House. Mm. Not as good as the Haunting of Hill House. I haven't finished it yet, but it's it's got some good moments in it, particularly episode five. I think was was amazing. Number nine, uh, Harley Quinn, the animated Harley Quinn series on DC, which I think might have premiered in 2019, but came to the UK in 2020. Have you watched any of that, Alex? Nope. It's worth checking out. It's pretty funny stuff. Number eight was The Stranger, which hit Netflix earlier this year. Um, Yeah. Did you watch that? No. No, no. Uh, The Stranger was like one of those shows where it was about a a man trying to find out why his wife had disappeared Uh, and a mysterious stranger Mm. had appeared to his wife and to him and stuff and every single episode ends with a ridiculous twist. It was one of those shows where it's like, in fact, this was happening all along. And it was pretty entertaining but pretty disposable, but it was alright. In at number seven is one that I kind of want you to watch because I want to know what you think of it. It's a thing that popped up on Netflix and I watched it out of curiosity, and it, I I laughed despite myself quite a lot. Okay, so my number seven is um, a show that appeared on Netflix, and I it looked weird, and I didn't watch it, and then eventually my curiosity got got the best of me, and I have I watched it. And I think that you should watch it because it's, it's 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 interesting, and strange. Mm. It's a Netflix comedy from Australia called Auntie Donna's House of Fun. Okay. Have you seen it at all or heard of it?
0: I think I've seen it because it it rings a bell. But yeah, I haven't watched it, though.
1: Yeah, you've probably seen it pop up on Netflix. It's this I think they're kind of famous YouTubers or musicians in some way in Australia, or at least to some degree. I'm not entirely sure. But it's very strange and the first episode opens immediately with them singing this song called Everything's a Drum where they're going, everything's a drum, everything's a drum. Did you know this pot is a drum? <laughs> da, 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 And it's so weird and it like immediately I was like, this is silly but it's making me laugh. And um, hmm. I don't know, I think people should check it out. It's a bizarre thing. These free, yeah, these three guys, these three Australian guys, um, check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. Anyway. Number six, Mythic Quest, Raven's Banquet, the Apple TV show about the video game developer um, kind of created by uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia people, Rob McKellany and Charlie Day. Uh, oh. I've been watching that recently, and it's it's much better than I thought it would be. I expected it to be pretty poor, and it's actually really funny. So it's good. Number five is Comfort Food, my absolute comfort food. Um, okay. MasterChef slash The Great British Menu. <laughs> Uh, I nice. watch it every year, and this year it was it was cool. as good as ever. Um, so check yeah. that out. Number four was the latest season of Better Call Saul, which was yeah. great. Uh, uh One of the best seasons i have done. Kim Wexler in that season yes. is incredible. Oh, she's so good. Can't wait to see what happens yeah. next. Number I three, put that down the as second well. Better Call Saul. Yeah. Number three, the second season of What We Do in the Shadows, the vampire comedy. Have oh, you watched okay. any of yeah. that yet? No, not yet. Oh, you should check because you liked the film, right? Yeah, you should definitely watch the series. It's 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 good. It's really good. Um Number two, the final season or the final half, I think, of the final season of The Good Place aired this year. Yeah, and mm-hmm. just just want to just want to spend s- take a second to recognize one of the greatest American sitcoms that has ever been broadcast and one of the smartest. So good. Yeah, it is true. And it truly... ended
0: perfectly.
1: Yeah, the ending like, was the heartbreaking. The wonderful.
0: Heartbreaking but perfect. Yeah. Oh, I just I just loved that I just loved the end of the season and I cried like a baby.
1: <laughs> yep. And in a number one a show that made me cry recently uh, the newest series of Taskmaster.
0: <laughs> I have watched Where? some tasks from the new one.
1: <laughs> oh, did you?
0: There's the one where they're trying to like, they have to draw with three lines.
1: Oh, and she gets really angry. At, Daisy May Cooper she gets, gets really, really angry. angry and and he I, doesn't I recognize was her hippo. <laughs> no. Would you have known that She's... was a hippo?
0: No, not at all. No. <laughs> like, like, they both drew really badly. They could have yeah. made such bad m- well. choices. The chicken didn't even look like a chicken. No. Yeah. Um, I watched that one. I thought that was a good task.
1: Watching Daisy May Cooper eat watermelon made me cry this year.
0: Made me, <laughs> was, made me was, sob with
1: laugh. laughter. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was my favourite Taskmaster. Um, any TV to add?
0: Uh, yeah, well, you know, I've got uh, The Good Place. Uh, I, I put as uh, in my list. And Better Call Saul. I thought this season was so incredible. Mm. Um, Insecure. Uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah. I spoke about it before. Uh, Loved it. Introduced me to so much music. I finally managed to finish the fourth uh, season. Uh, And then um, a show that I just finished watching. I talked about it briefly. But um, with Michaela Cole called I May Destroy You.
1: Oh, yes.
0: I finally managed to finish it because it's pretty intense. (laughs) Uh, But amazing. It's so good. I definitely... uh, uh, recommend watching it because this is uh, it um puts a lot of things into perspective and opens a lot of um debates into things which I think is really good and I'm I love Michaela Cole and I think it's definitely a good uh, program to watch.
1: Thank you. I I'm gonna watch. I will destroy you. And is it I will or I may?
0: I may destroy you. Cool. Yeah, because it's not. <laughs> yeah, you'll notice why it's called I may destroy you. But the right. last episode of that, like one, one of the episodes, it was it really, and then I, I kind of stopped watching it a little bit because it really kind of got to me. Yeah. And um, so, and then, but then by the end, and the last episode is really clever. It, I don't know. It just it's a really, really good series. And I, you know, I love Michaela Cole. Yes. And so those are my, my shows from 2020.
1: Hmm. Strong
0: for stuff. the listeners, you can see how George likes lists. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that's and yeah, Alex I, is. Uh, I, I, have so, like, I, have, I have so many lists on my phone that aren't even for the podcast, just lists of things for yeah. me because I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm and a, I'm the worst I'm a person at lists.
0: <laughs> so, oh, I no, love no, a list, yeah, okay. No, I, I know you like like lists, I'm not very good at them. So, now, we're, we're both, we're doing, we're both doing our, our perfect show. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, I goodness? get, I get
1: to do, a, I get to do a top ten instead of just a top five, and you get to just say things. <laughs> exactly what we want to do. Um, yes. Cool. Right. So that was our top ten of the year for various things. We did films, albums, songs, games. Alex oh, joined in. Can I talk in.
0: about? Can I talk about four more things? Two more things. Go on. Well, uh, a. a I uh, have three Netflix documentaries which I think are interesting to watch. Okay. And were interesting to watch in 2020. Go on. Uh, one of them were, is Miss Americana, a documentary about Taylor Swift.
1: Oh, um, I want to watch um, that a lot now.
0: The really, really, de- really good documentary about Taylor Swift. Um, one of them is uh, Athlete A, which is um, about... Uh, sexual uh, abuse in uh, um the team usa gymnastics team
1: mm-hmm.
0: and how they how gymnastics and it's not is not not just about the abuse but um is is about how gymnastics has um changed throughout the years and uh you know um america kind of um adopted the russian way of doing gymnastics which is basically torturing girls and how this way kind of led to girls being vulnerable and uh, being open to, uh, not b- open, but being more uh, vulnerable to uh, sexual abuse from their doctor. Uh, mm. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and the fact that it, people were so powerful in Team USA that the girls that came forward couldn't, weren't allowed to do gymnastics. And is a really really good documentary. But uh, now they've been
1: yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds. Yep. Yeah.
0: And a documentary about Bob Marley, which is called "Who Shot the Sheriff," and is about uh, how um, how Bob Marley how politically unstable was um, Jamaica uh, at the time that Bob Marley was really popular, and Bob Marley kind of had to leave because he couldn't handle. Um, the the way the Jamaicans were were and were treated and were treating him and mm. I, I just really part, a part of history that I didn't know and i'm really interested and again if I can mention that I know our podcast is amazing but I would definitely listen to have you heard George's podcast
1: good thank you
0: <laughs> we have to mention the podcast because I think it's good to listen to many things.
1: Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, Buffering the Vampire Slayer is a good podcast.
0: Buffering? uh, Is there a podcast called Buffering the Vampire Slayer? Yes, yeah, it is. Oh, my God. Good.
1: It's a a great podcast. They go through every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and uh, call out, uh, actually quite often call out misogyny and um, stuff when they see it and smashing the patriarchy and things like that. And it's it's a pretty good take on Buffy and I enjoy it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. so it's time for our next feature. Are you ready? Good. Surprise feature. Surprise feature. Surprise, surprise, surprise feature. Surprise feature. Alex doesn't know about this feature, but it's here and it's now and it's happening. Are you ready?
0: What's that surprise feature?
1: Surprise feature. Some of our lovely listeners have sent in some top fives of their own. Um, Thank you, listeners. Yeah, thank you, listeners. Uh, Fun to share. Please continue sending in top five lists. We'll start with Carl has sent in a list. Hi, Carl. Hi, Carl. He's done his top five albums for us.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: and he's, he, Some people have written a little description of each one and some people haven't. That's f- absolutely fine either way. In at number five for him is The Powers That Be by Death Grips and he has written a double album of a man shouting over Bjork samples. <laughs> it's his description for that. <laughs> And I've heard that album, and it's pretty accurate. It's also an excellent album, so good choice. Right, number four, The White Stripes, White Blood Cells, which he says is his most listened to album ever. Because he, okay. I do, I do know this man, and he does like The White Stripes quite a bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
1: in at number three, David Barry, Station to Station, and he's written the best coked out fascist crooner album ever, and um, not 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 far off a description for that period of Barry's career mm-hmm. certainly. And yeah. Uh, an incredible album, my favourite Barry album, so strong choice there, well done. Number two is uh Titus Andronicus, the Most Lamentable Tragedy. And he's written Man Shouting Over Guitars in double album opera format. And um <laughs> I was once dragged by Carl to see Titus Andronicus live and it was a bad time, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and that's and, his number two. Yeah. Oh he okay. he he loves them. And he's welcome to love them. But um, okay. do you know what? When you when you turn up wasted to your own concert, it's not gonna go well. All right. Mm. Number one, he's got spoon, gar 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 gar. gar. Awesome, boring indie robot rock, which I think is is a bit of a comment towards me because that's kind of how I describe Spoon. But Spoon are cool. <laughs> Spoon are like a cool uh, Texas-based rock band from America. They do make good songs. Uh, they do solid, good rock and roll. And mm. gar, 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 gar is a great album. To be fair, um, cool. Yeah. So that's his list. Next, we've got a list um, from Eliza and Rachel. They've done a joint list. For us, oh, mm. their top five British TV shows is what they're hitting us with. Right oh, nice. Yeah, no, no commentary here. Just boom, 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 boom. So let's go. We've got number yeah. five, Killing Eve. Number four. Oh,
0: that is a good TV show. Have you
1: yeah, watched it? it yes, sir, I've watched the first season. It is wonderful. Uh, number four, Black Mirror. Yeah. Wonderful choice. Number three, I've not watched this, but years and years.
0: I haven't watched that either. No,
1: everyone tells me it's brilliant though, so I'm gonna I'm gonna trust their judgment. Number two, his dark materials, based on the Philip Pullman books. I've got mixed feelings Ooh. on that show, but uh, that's cool, that's fine. And number one, The I'm, Witcher. Mm. Uh Ooh, the T V series yeah, based on the mm. Witcher games that I really love, but I've not actually watched all of this show yet, so I can't pass too much judgment. But Henry Cavill plays the titular Witcher and he's pretty yeah. awesome. So good stuff. Henry's They've super got Free Fian- sorry.
0: Apparently he's really buff, isn't he, it. Isn't
1: He's pretty buff all the time, isn't he, Henry Cavill? Is, he's generally a buff man. I mean, that fight scene in the toilet in Mission Impossible is... oh, I like it. Anyway, honourable <laughs> mentions for them. Ghosts, Horrible Histories and The Vicar of Dibley. Strong honourable mentions there. Then... My Dad has sent in his top five albums.
0: Hi, George's Dad.
1: Yeah, so get ready for some classics. There doesn't seem to be any particular order to this, but he's got... <laughs> Bob Dylan, <laughs> Highway 61, Revisited. Led Zeppelin, yeah. Led Zeppelin 4. Van Morrison, Tupelo Honey. Genesis, Foxtrot. And Neil Young, After the Gold Rush. And to be fair to him, with the exception of Genesis, those are four pretty excellent albums. So, yeah, good definitely. fair play. Um, then, in addition, my mum has sent in her fa- five favourite albums.
0: Oh, thank you, Judge's oh. mum.
1: Yeah. All things must pass by George Harrison mm-hmm. Songs from a Room by Leonard Cohen Tapestry by Carole King okay. Also after the gold rush by Neil Young and Moon Dance by Van Morrison and again five pretty great albums are so good Yeah Good taste Tapestry
0: by Carole King is an incredible album
1: Oh yeah I once I'll drove my that. mum to IKEA and made her listen to the College Dropout by Kanye West and she complained for the entire journey that we weren't listening to, to, to Tapestry by <laughs> Oh. But never mind. I put it on on the way back. Anyway, Martin has sent us a list, Alex.
0: Nice one, Martin.
1: Yeah, thanks, Martin. He's named his list. Thank
0: you.
1: Top five bands George is justified in not liking, but I like them anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, is a, this is such a Martin list. <laughs> it really is. He couldn't just follow the, the flow. He had to make his <laughs> own category.
1: Um, <laughs> He's given me an honourable mention. Now, again, I haven't even heard of some of these, so I don't know what he, where he gets off saying that I don't like them. He sent me a 20-minute-long voice memo the other night at 4am where he told me that I listen to bad music and that idols are not as good as Bombay Bicycle Club. So he can have his list read out on our podcast. Um, his honourable <laughs> mention is Lemon yeah. Demon. And at number five, Los Campesinos. Number four, Say Anything. Number three, the new pornographers. Number two, Art Brute, and number one, Regina Spectre.
0: Okay. I don't know any of them, but thank you, Martin, for your list of people that George doesn't like.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't dislike I mean I maybe Lost Camp I don't like Lost I I don't like Los Campesinos, sorry, but the rest of them are fine. I like Regina Spectre. I just I, anyway, anyway, never mind. Um, Dan has sent us a list. Dan, who we remember from our video game episode last week, has sent us in a list.
0: Oh, thank you, Dan.
1: Yeah, thanks, Dan. He is he's um, given us his top. Well, he some of these people sent in multiple lists, and I kind of picked one because you know we yeah. don't have all the time in the world. So Dan has sent me his top five film soundtracks, which I thought was Ooh. worth. Yeah, worth reading. Now he's gone with number five: Nolan's Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah. Very good soundtrack. Yeah. Awesome. Number four, Jurassic Park. John Williams. Yeah, of
0: course.
1: Number three, Star Wars. Also John Williams.
0: Nice. Number
1: two, The Lion King.
0: Oh, that's a good soundtrack.
1: It is a good soundtrack. And stay tuned if you want to hear discussions of musicals on this podcast. Just saying. And number one. And to be fair to him, fair play, Dan. Good choice for number one. Lord of the Rings.
0: Wow, he likes really spectacular yeah, like, really music does. scores, doesn't he? He likes it, like the big like da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. He likes uh, he likes the the score. Wow, thank you, Dan. He, he likes the good. big
1: orchestral smash. Yeah, yeah. Then Rowan has sent us a list, Alex.
0: What? That's yes. amazing. Yes,
1: he sent us his top five American TV shows. Oh. And he has written, he's written a little, he's written a little, uh, little uh, blurb to go with each one, so I'll, I'll read these out. He's gone with The Simpsons. Yeah. Kind of like The Beatles, if you don't like The Simpsons, then you're either lying or not to be trusted. Somehow legitimately amazing for both kids and adults, smart and hilarious, and sometimes really lovely and sentimental. Also, there are some parts of it that have been burned into my brain so much so that when I get old and senile, I think all that will be left will be me repeating, Lisa needs braces, dental plan, Lisa needs braces. Then will plan until the sweet release of Death.
0: Ah, Rowan, mm. you're so poetic. He Beautiful. is. Uh,
1: then The Wire. He hasn't ordered this list, oh. I don't think, so it's just uh, five yeah. five in no order. The Wire. Yes, I'm yeah. very cool. So obviously The Wire is in my top five. Everything that can be said about it has been said and it deserves all the hype and adoration. Some of the most devastating TV ever, some of the greatest performances and characters ever created. Senator Clay Davis, anyone? she also the first thing i ever saw idris elba in and it blew my mind when i watched an interview with him and he had a london accent it's (laughs) one of the few things where it doesn't pander to the audience at all just gets on with telling its story and makes you work a bit but then you're invested and it pays off big time next sons of anarchy Possibly the most yes. entertaining show Ooh. of all time. Really violent, but really heartfelt. Totally over the top, but full of detail. Recommended to me by my parents, who absolutely loved it. So I put off watching it for ages, thinking it would be lame. <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> Charlie Hunnam is possibly the sexiest man alive in this. Also, the soundtrack is great. The theme song is incredible. It once came on at kicking out time in a grotty up night in Brighton, and Rosa and I lost our minds.
0: Oh, my God. Have you ever That's watched Sons beautiful. of Anarchy? No, or no. The Wire. Like, no. why I tried to watch an episode, but I would, I, it's just so difficult for me to understand. And I don't think there were any <laughs> subtitles. I don't know, but I just did not understand. That old chestnut word. again. Shut up. <laughs> Hesmel was not a good film. <laughs> the wire broke good. Next, True
1: Detective. I actually didn't finish series two and haven't seen series three, but the first series is enough to justify its inclusion in the top five. My personal revelation in the reconnaissance series, joined by Woody Harrelson, who never disappoints. The performances are perfect. There is a scene in episode four that is just a single six minute tracking shot. And it's one of the most amazing things I've experienced on the big or small screen. I remember when it finished and I realized I'd been holding my breath for what felt like the whole duration. (laughs) When the episode finished, I watched it again straight away. So bloody good. Agreed, Rowan. Hmm?
0: Excellent. Yeah, that's good.
1: Uh, Last on his list, Mad Men. Obviously, the sense of time and place is so dead on. It's dramatic, moving, funny, beautiful, thoughtful and smart. It's not like there are many traditional huge plot events or cliffhangers. For the most part, it's just Mad Men being Mad Men. Just cruising along, cool as (laughs) you like. But it's so watchable, great characters and performances that really immerse you in that setting. Like the best stories, you're left with the sense that somehow you were there. Thinking back on places from the show as if you'd once been there or remembering characters as old friends. There we go. Next up.
0: Wow. I was not expecting Mad Men.
1: No, I've never seen Mad Men. But, uh, but never. I, I, it's always but been on my list. But
0: Elizabeth Moss is in it, so Yeah, love well, it.
1: exactly. So one day I will watch it, mainly for her. <laughs> Next, we've just got a couple more now. Emma has sent Thank me you, her... Rowan. Thank you, so much, Rowan. Emma has sent in her top ten actors. She's got uh, Ju- Julianne Moore in at number Ten?
0: Ten? I oh, yeah, because we did ten.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> what you started on ten for top ten actors. Number nine.
0: Ten. <laughs>
1: number nine. Robin Williams.
0: Yeah. What we didn't put him in. Go. No. Well. No. Oh. It's,
1: it's a difficult one, isn't it? Number eight. Emma Stone. Who I think was on your list. Awesome. Yeah. She uh, was. Number seven. Denzel Washington. Who Denzel. Is, yeah. A legend. Ooh, Denzel. Number six. Paul Rudd.
0: Yeah. Good choice.
1: Number five. Julia Roberts. Good. Uh, Number four, Hugh Grant. Nice. Number three, Ewan McGregor. Okay. Number two, Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Oh, of course.
1: And then number one, my big loss, Anna Kendrick. Ah! Who I forgot to put on my list, and uh, Emma's got number one, rightfully so. Then Sarah, all the way from Sheffield, has sent us her top five bands. Nice. Yep, and it's a pretty good list, let me tell you in advance. Number five, Green Day.
0: Yeah. Number four,
1: Traverches. Ah,
0: Traverches! Yeah. Number three, The
1: 1975.
0: Good choice.
1: Yeah. Number two, Milburn.
0: Don't know them.
1: They're an indie band that are... um, Sarah likes them a lot, for sure. Um, They are good. And number one, Arctic Monkeys. Ooh! Yes, please. Good
0: choices. Wow. Um, Loving the lists.
1: Then our final list comes from Mark and it is a little bit different from the other lists. Uh, so I thought it was worth putting at the end. Yeah. Mark has written, Hi there, George and Alex. Long time listener, first time writer. I was inspired to write a top five for your end of year episode. Instead of picking one topic, I thought I'd list the top five things I found through your podcast. No. So oh Mark, my God, I'm going to cry. No, Mark wait is.
0: a second. I'm tearing up. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> oh i'm tearing up this is too much just
1: a second i need a moment oh what you've not even heard the list yet alex (laughs) okay (laughs) so he's given us the top five things that he has discovered through our podcast which i think is a lovely list and i'm excited to read it in at number five he's got phoebe bridges
0: what? Yeah. You didn't know Fibre Bridges before us?
1: No. You're welcome, um, Mark. He's And he's given a little <laughs> blurb for each one. Like, um, oh. Yeah. So, as a recovering Ryan Adams fan, I was looking for something to fill the hole in my Spotify playlists since his cancellation. The rave reviews she got on your podcast piqued my interest, and the fact that she wrote a song about Ryan Adams and their toxic relationship seemed like a cathartic choice. I was already hooked after my first few lessons, but when I read the lyrics of Funeral, I knew she was something truly special. Thank you both for recommending her. Oh,
0: goodness gracious. Mark, you're destroying me.
1: (laughs) In at number four (laughs) is Watchman. Ah! Yeah. I wasn't sure about this one at first, uh, and it took me a few episodes to get into. At one point, I only persevered... Sorry. At one point I only persevered thanks to the seal of approval it got from your podcast. Once I stopped trying to understand it and just strapped myself in for the ride, I realized how brilliant it was. It's a gorgeous, violent, weird and addictive series that I would never would have seen without you recommending it. Oh. Yep.
0: Thank you, Mark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Number 3 is um and you're going to like this one, Alex. Oh. The Royal Tenenbaums. Oh. <laughs> Um I think this was only an offhand mention in one of your many discussions about Wes Anderson. I thought I'd seen all his films, yet somehow this one passed me by. It has quickly become one of my favourite Wes movies, despite <gasps> despite Luke Wilson's character managing to feature in a COVID-induced nightmare of mine. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, I hope that you're okay. <laughs> yeah. the Um In at number two, he's written <laughs> He's written Wokin' Mums, but I think he means Working Mums. Um, I would never have heard of this programme had it not been your podcast, and it is hands down the best TV series I've watched this year. It's great cast, multi-layered characters and brutally honest writing, always manages to get laughs, even when it tackles topics too dark for standard family sitcoms. I just look it. I just love it. And then brackets. Also, George is right, Ian looks exactly like Chris Pratt. <laughs> he does.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: and then are you ready for number 1?
0: No, I I am can you see my eyes?
1: Well, I I feel <laughs> I feel self-conscious even reading this one out, but I'm I don't know so it, emotional.
0: <laughs> so no, I didn't think it would be emotional. Oh goodness.
1: <laughs> number 1 his top number one thing he's discovered through our podcast is the Culture Bucket podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's written I- to go meta, my number one pick is your podcast. It's my go-to comfort listen and my culture cheat sheet. I used to be paralysed by choice when asked what I wanted to watch or listen to. But thanks to you too, I can always recommend things on good authority. I have also, more times than I'd like to admit, pretended to have watched things when in reality I've only ever heard you discuss them. <laughs> to me, it's more than just a weekly roundup of things I should know. The reason your podcast is such a joy to listen to is, as your theme tune says, two friends just made a podcast, and this really comes through. In a year when we've been more isolated than ever, hearing you two talk about things you love feels like I'm in a conversation with you both. I love it all. From the will-he-won't-he episodes on whether George will watch the Eurovision film to the conversation (laughs) about how a light-hearted entertainment programme on Dave is a contributor to climate change. This podcast is such a gem. I can't wait to see what you have for us all in 2021. Thank you very much, Mark. Those were very kind words. Thank written. you so um, much,
0: Mark. You made me cry.
1: Yeah, written by Mark. Not, uh, <coughs> not, not paid in any way by us no. for that. So um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so very much. much.
0: Those are really nice words, and uh, we have, we I am I'm, I'm I'm happy that you are enjoying it and. Thank you for everybody's contributions, though it was yeah. really nice to read
1: all of those um, lists. Were lovely to read files. and hear, and thank you for sharing them. And please send in more; we'd love to do more kind yeah. of interactions with listeners. So, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us for this celebration of 2020. It has been emotional and uh, lovely and wonderful, and we're so happy that people are listening to us. And we hope that more people listen to us in the future, and that you continue listening to us. And it's 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 a joy to to, to do this and to hear. Uh, feedback like that is is lovely so thank you to everyone um yeah, yeah. thank you yeah, yeah thank you so much and, uh we it's,
0: it's been it's been a good year with you george oh, you know, even oh, during thank you. a pandemic and lockdown i've managed to spend uh a lot a lot of time with my best friend
1: yes please thank you <laughs> same here best friends forever okay <laughs> Uh, now comes the sad news, the tragic news. We're taking a, t- a short break, a tiny little break, tiny a, little a cheeky break. little tiny break. We'll be back yeah. with you in late January for, and I'm excited about this one. We've Very already excited. recorded it. It's a banger.
0: It top a five, banger.
1: top five Marvel Cinematic Universe movies is what we're going to kick off 2021 with yes. something fun that we can all just enjoy, unless you're the kind of person who's all sniffy about Marvel movies but you know hopefully through this podcast I don't know my 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 philosophy is just just relax just just relax just chill out come on it's fine let people like things okay
0: yeah
1: that's it that's it that's 2020 we've put a bow on it we've put a sticker on the top of it and we've shipped it off to um Ireland so let's move on with our lives (laughs) My I'm sick of it now. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm I'm tired. Okay. Of it. It's rubbish.
0: Okay. 2020,
1: Great. stupid year. Okay, keep your keep your eyes peeled on our socials. Don't delete us from your podcast feed. We'll be back again um, to keep on, you know, uh, being a culture cheat sheet. I like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Speak to you soon. Love you so much. Bye. Bye.